and you know favorite you might be able to even just put in quotation marks there because uh, i don't know do, do we legitimately like any of these scott um i would say there's a few that are really good the first one or two times you see it okay and it, ha it has diminishing returns okay you know well, I, so, yeah, well they all do yeah. right right so there are some that i just really don't like first off don't like it there are some that uh i like and then i dislike and then i like them again you know where <laughs> right, it, yeah. it, it gets to the point where it's so absurd that you're kind of like okay i get it right uh yeah and then there's some that are like well-made ads but have like these weird things about them that if you really dig or think like an extra second it, it becomes crazy yeah which is easy to do because you see them 800 times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so it's, e it's easy to overthink these. We will uh, we will definitely dive deep into the ones that uh, cause us the most angst or, or yes. grief. Yes, the, the one thing I'll say, too, the one that I do miss or I have missed this season, the WFG commercials. Uh, not uh, yes. all of them. Some of them were terrible. The ones with Jennifer Jones were just amazing and uh, i do miss those uh, a lot so uh, i just want to give a shout out to those and they're not they weren't great ads they didn't make me want to go to wfg at all but now that it's gone i kind of i kind of miss seeing jennifer jones talk about her family and, and the security that wfg gave her and lang is just sort of there and we don't give him any lines <laughs> uh, you know i, I kind of miss that so uh yeah. So I'll just give a, a honorable a, mention. Honorable mention there. So uh, as we said, we we picked out fifteen. How do you want to do this, Scott? Just uh, we'll we'll just go through our lists. We'll do my fifteenth, your fifteenth, and and just go through them. Yeah, and if you know your fifteenth is different from mine, I'll tell you where I ranked that one. Okay. So uh, all right. So let's get into it. I will start with my fifteenth. This is by far my least favorite commercial of the rotation. And really, all the commercials under this umbrella would fit into it. But the one I hate the most is the home hardware shark shovel commercial where you can flip the shovel over and it can get into the ice. And at the end of it, the they're in the store and the salesman like flips it over and like sort of almost like pokes it at the woman and she's like, oh, it's a shark. And, and then they sort of laugh about it. I hate this commercial. Yeah, it's so horrible. Much. It's horrible, I, Sean. If, if some guy selling me a shovel well first off if i go into a hardware store i don't need the guy to show me oh this is the best shovel it's it's yeah. a shovel who cares yeah. this is how uh, a shovel works like, and thank if, you and and then if he tries to tease me and give a little boop uh, i'm leaving the store uh, yes th there's no chance i'm buying this shovel if uh, i have any sort of interaction with the staff yeah, I 100% I agree with you. I, I can't stand it when it comes on. I hate the voiceover of it with like that deep trying to make it sound epic. Yeah, it's sort of like a movie trailer. Yeah, it's just so dumb and like it's like the ice doesn't have a chance. Like okay, like okay. I mean, it's still plastic. I mean, maybe it's a good product. I don't know. But <laughs> you know, I, I've been in in my 34 years in this country, I have come to believe that I will always take the ice you know yeah. in a battle between shovel and ice i'm picking the ice yeah the ice doesn't uh doesn't lose too many no so i hate that one i i, I will say you know within this umbrella you mentioned before we started to record there's the sous vide commercial the curadori cooker thing mm -hmm. 
it's in the same category. I don't dislike it as much as the shark shovel. What I don't understand is why are these two people friends? That's the thing, Sean, right? Like they're having this fight over who can cook the best meal for the other person. Right. And, and like this has never happened before where I invite somebody over for spite because I think I can cook a better dinner than them. Like yeah. it's the most insane idea that's ever happened. Uh, they're trying to make it like some kind of an iron chef thing, but, yeah. but like why it's ridiculous. And the guy eats your food and he's like, Oh man, your food is better than mine. And what you're super happy. Yeah. You, like, you've given him a delicious meal at your house and you're going to have to clean up. Yeah. And, and you're you, the one that you paid win? for that presumably. Yeah. Right. Like great. C- cool story. If I buy, uh, you know, the, the best steaks and I cook it the best. And, uh, you gave me craft dinner the last time I was over at your house. I wouldn't be like, ha ha. Right. I win the competition of dinner. Yeah. Hey, who it, cares? Yeah. I mean, at least for as much as I hate the shark shovel at the end where they sort of laugh and it's like, oh, cute. Like at least they're being friendly to each other. There's no acknowledgement <laughs> at the end of this commercial that these two guys are friends at all. Right. Yeah. It's not like, yeah, I won. And they're like, oh, ha, 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 ha. No, it's like, I won. I hate you. Get out of my house now. Like, it's so, it's so strange. So, so neither of those commercials make me want to purchase the product. So I have that down in my 15th spot. Right. And we should mention, Sean, that we're going to uh, tweet out the links to all of these ads yes. as well on YouTube. Yeah, the, the, one... the, ones, the ones we could find. There's some that uh, some of these companies uh, don't, don't want to share. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, my numbers are all mi- mixed up here, Sean, but I think I had this uh, number 12 on my list. Okay. So pretty low. So low. Yeah. Pretty all low. Right. But not your worst one. So what uh, What do you got in the, the worst spot? So your mileage may vary on this, but uh-huh. my worst ad is the ad that we saw so many times this year advertising Manitoba where oh. Canada's heart yeah beats <laughs> oh, sean all this ad is is for fishing it's like a bunch of people fishing that's it yeah it's yeah not, it's like basically telling me that manitoba is nothing but cabins and lakes and forests and there's no people there there's no cities uh you want to get here like good luck you're gonna have to take a, a pontoon plane uh and, and get in and i do, i just don't understand why they're advertising like Come to Manitoba for fishing in the summer during the the curling season in the winter. It is it is strange. Uh, but, you know, we did see the same thing during some event last season that was in Saskatchewan. Maybe it was the, the Grand Slam that was in Saskatchewan where they had a Saskatchewan tourism commercial and none of it was shot in the winter. Right. And maybe you know for for domestic travel for domestic tourism i think more of that does happen in the summer than domestic winter tourism if we hearken back to when the women's worlds was in north bay there was quite a bit of north bay advertising but it was i found it quite good it was uh talking about uh you know come to see the northern lights and here's like a bunch of things to do all seasons you know, in the winter you can go ice fishing. Can't in the see summer, the northern you... lights in North Bay. Uh, occasionally you can. Really? I, I lived there for three years. I don't. I never saw. Them. Sean, I did a course on space weather where there was an event 
in the 1800s where you could see it as far south as Columbia. Can you believe that? Wow, that's, wow, the Aurora Borealis getting around. Yeah, so it is, it is possible to see them in North Bay, and and, uh, that I kind of understood because it fit with all seasons, and we were having the event in North Bay, but Manitoba, like, what event was in Manitoba this year? I don't know. None of them? Um, no, it wasn't the, oh no, maybe you're right. And, and I'm not the target audience for the fishing, uh, vacation. So that's my number 15 ad. I really don't like it. The Canada cup was the Canada cup in Manitoba this year. No, no, it was in Alberta, the Duke. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. That, I don't hate this one as much as you do. I have it actually middle of the road. I have it at number eight. And I like that it kind of feels epic, right, with the big swooping shots, uh, Some most of which I assume were done by drone. I mm. kind of like the music to it. I don't like the tagline, just like you, of Canada's heart, ellipses, beats. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like that at all. Um but I'm not as down on it as as you are, because at least with like the swooping vistas and the song, I think the fact that there's no real voiceover here is very helpful uh, to the commercial in terms of just rewatchability or at the very least just ignoring it. It's easier to ignore because uh, there's no voiceover. So and and it's pretty. It's, I think it's a pretty ad. OK, so uh, so I don't have it uh, down at 15. Or excuse me, uh, that low, I have it there. Number eight, just in the middle of the pack, slightly below uh, halfway. So uh, number 14 for me, Scott, this one, you know, they it's not a new one, but it's still in heavy rotation. This is the sponge towels commercial where the child is making a volcano from science class <laughs> mm-hmm. and all of the sponge towel characters are on walkie-talkies talking about how it's going to blow, and then it finally blows up, and they swarm in, and they're like, I love my job, and they go in and clean everything up. I can't stand these guys. I hate them so much. They've been in my life, I feel like, for 10 years. This idea of this, that the personification of a sponge towel, and they love their job because they can clean up spills, and I, I, I can't stand this at, at all. There's nothing about it that I find endearing. I just really, whenever it comes on, I just want to get out of the room. Okay, okay. This this one for me, Sean, is is at eight. Okay. Because I think it suffers from the over overuse. Uh, yes. The first couple of times you see it, you're like, oh, that's kind of cool, and uh, uh, seeing the kid's volcano explode is kind of fun, and the way he's like, oh no, she's adding vinegar. That's mm. not. That's bad. And uh, so it doesn't bother me that much, but I'll agree that uh, as you see it more and more often, it it definitely uh, gets worse and worse. Yeah. And why are there like why are the sponge towel guys around the house? Well, because like, Scotty's like, towel's always available. Yeah, but like <laughs> if I have a roll of of paper towel, like it's a roll of it's in one spot. 
like I'm not leaving one sheet of paper towel here, one here, one here. Like I'm not just having random individual sheets of paper towel all over my house. I have the roll, and then when I need it, I grab the roll and take. I might have multiple rolls in different, like one in the kitchen. I might have one in the bathroom. I might have one in if a kid's playroom if they're you know doing stuff like this. Mm-hmm. But I'm not leaving just individual <laughs> sheets around my house ready to jump on any spill that happens. Yeah, that's fair. That's so fair. I, I find that a little strange. But that's my 14. What do you got down in the number 14 spot? Uh, I got this Ag Direct hail insurance commercial yeah. uh, that we saw this year. Uh, the reason being, like, maybe you can tell, but most of the ads I have really low are things that I don't care at all about. <laughs> uh, because having an ad for hail insurance. You realize you just said that you don't care about Manitoba. <laughs> the whole province, you uh, don't care. I mean, about. I don't care about <laughs> visiting Manitoba as a sport fisherman. Okay. Right. Uh, like, they've got the Human Rights Museum. Why don't we show that? And anyway. Um, yeah, like, the the idea that farmers are are watching curling is something that we'll talk a lot more about as this list goes on. Uh, there's definitely uh, a big demographic of people who curl are farmers, and uh, to to be honest, like if you're thinking, oh, maybe I should change my hail insurance to this company because I saw their ad watching curling, like uh, really. <laughs> Is that how hail insurance works? Like you, I, I have no idea. So the, the ad doesn't make much sense to me. I I don't like that there's like all these guys, maybe in the age of social distancing, watching the farmers gather around like with their trucks <laughs> all backed up together. So yeah. everybody everybody's standing at the tailgate of their truck and they're shooting the breeze about hail insurance. I mean, yep. eh, you know, like let's get something better on there. Yeah, it, it feels a little disjointed where it goes from like them having like a meeting to then seeing clips of Mike McEwen making a shot to win a game. Mm-hmm. Like I, I do understand that, you know, in Manitoba and Saskatchewan and Alberta, that's where the majority of the curling audience in this country is. And a lot of people in those provinces are involved in agriculture. So I do understand having agricultural advertisements in curling, it, it makes logical sense to me because that's where your audience is. Uh, so, you know, I'm not as perplexed by it uh, as, as you seem to be in terms of why those ads are there. It just, it seems to make sense to me. I don't like that it's forcing the two together because hail insurance and Mike McEwen making a shot don't really have anything to do with each other. Yeah. Yeah, that and, that's my bigger problem. With and it. you've got testimonials from the farmers, and then the like president of the insurance company, and they're showing like an order meeting. But yeah, eh, it's not it's confusing. not great. Yeah, it's sort of a little all over the place. Feels a little shoehorned. Uh, mm-hmm. So I agree. I have that down at number eleven uh, in mine. Right on. So yeah, so I'm not crazy about that one. Uh, that one either. Uh, at number thirteen, I'm going to stick with the agricultural theme. I'm going with the New Holland Pioneer Passion for Farming commercial. Uh, same same thing. I, there's no, again, I understand why they want to advertise agricultural products on these broadcasts. It makes sense to me. But this commercial doesn't get me excited for farming or the products. Like it goes from boardroom to field 
to family dinner to field to boardroom like it's like it, it doesn't really i don't understand what the narrative is other than like farmers are cool well but, and i also don't know what they're advertising like i don't know what i'm supposed to buy after this commercial yeah they're talking about how like agriculture is a lot like farming you're on a team right well agriculture is farming oh yeah uh curling is a lot like farming <laughs> <laughs> oh boy we are definitely not the target audience for these ads no we're definitely not um it, on the honorable mention sean uh it is there's a new holland ad where it's like the family in the field and they're talking about i believe that uh farming shows the true character oh of no that's not that's on the list that's another one yeah that's on this list okay so that's the one i didn't rank and i okay. put it uh definitely at the bottom because uh watching your children grow tall in the sun <laughs> is my least favorite line of advertising that i've ever heard okay that's fair and I because totally i fair. can't go in the sun because i'm pale and and uh you know i don't want to see my children grow tall in the sun <laughs> i want to see them grow average height in the shade average height in the shade ideally okay um i i should i i want to correct myself to the mike McEwen winning the shot is in the this commercial sorry not the ag direct hail insurance commercial so i i need to correct myself on that yeah the ag direct is like they're hanging out with the trucks yeah there's no direct curling in there which maybe even makes it worse i don't know in terms of why we have to see it so much but there is like the family barbecue and hanging out and all that so i mean they're very similar in tone yeah yeah and i'm i'm with you on this one at uh, at number 13 so we're the same we're the same Okay. All right. So let's move uh, on to number 12. Number 12, this one, I don't know, Scott, might make might get me in a little trouble, uh, assuming we're not in trouble with uh, the prairies already. Is, Too late. Uh, <laughs> this one, uh, it's one of the Tim Hortons commercials. This is the bean selection commercial where we see Sharon, who has uh, worked with, for Tim Hortons for 20 years or whatever, and she talks about how good the beans are, how Tim Hortons rejects one of every 10 uh, bags of beans they get and how they only use 100% top Arabica beans and you know she's asked do you think Canadians know how good the, the coffee is and she's like I think they only care about how it tastes and I, I don't know I maybe it's because I don't drink coffee and I don't care I don't know what a, an Arabica bean is this commercial doesn't do anything for me I I, I don't care it doesn't make me want to go to Tim Hortons whatsoever. But again, I don't drink coffee. I'm not in the, the Target demo for this. So what do you think? So uh, so Arabica beans are, they just have the origin in Arabia of okay. Arabian coffee. Uh, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's always grown there. I think uh, it's been exported as well. So uh, when... When she talks about we use premium 100% Arabica beans, uh, there's no mention of whether it's fair trade uh, right. or, or organic or anything, which leads me to believe it's not. If they reject one in every 10 bags of beans, uh, how terrible must those rejected beans be given the quality <laughs> of Tim Hortons beans? Uh, I think I think we, we talked about this during the season, and I, I feel like Sharon 
has kind of a Massachusetts accent a little bit. She sounds a bit uh, New Englandy to me. Okay. Uh, which puts me off a bit because I'm I'm thinking Canadians are the the the, the you don't want to have in any TV ad that's supposed to be a national spot. You don't want much regionality. Right. That's sort of a a TV thing, yeah. right? Because you want it to be oh maybe this could be someone from anywhere in in your speaking accent like voiceover people don't sound like Newfoundlanders for instance. Yep. Except in the Come Visit Newfoundland commercial. So, uh, uh, overall, yeah, I really don't like this one. Uh, it it's, it's makes me feel like Tim Hortons is being disingenuous with, like, like it, their coffee's not good enough for them to run an entire ad claiming our coffee is so great. Right. Their coffee is, we'll talk about this in another Tim Hortons ad, but their coffee is a, a Canadian's choice because... In large part, it was the only choice for a long time. Yes, and you know, whenever you see surveys now, they're they're not ranked highly, uh, certainly, in, in those sorts of things. So uh, I will say the commercial does identify Sharon as at least working in Ancaster, Ontario. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. So, so uh, but yeah, there, there's just something about it, and like then yeah, you see like there's she's standing there as somebody's operating a forklift and taking. Uh, a pallet down from the top and like moving it around. like it just yeah it doesn't do much for me so uh so i have that down at number 12 what's that, your that was my number 11 okay well, we're on the same page there yeah uh my number 12 let me scroll through my list here was the shark shovel okay so and... yeah we've, got, we've gone over that that was my last uh, place finisher so what was your number 11. So my number 11 was Ag Direct Hail, which we okay. uh, already talked about. So we're sort of on the same page here on the ones we like the least so far. Yeah, yeah, we're we're doing pretty well. So yeah, so, yeah what do you got at 11? So mine was the Tim Hortons at 11. So at number 10, I'll, I'll switch to number oh, 10. Oh, yes, of course, yeah. I've got this uh, Scotty's Soft Sorbent Talking Baby. Yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have that at 10 as well. <laughs> Um, go, it go. Like I, I could go on this forever, but yeah, go ahead. So the biggest, there, there's like some super weird things. This is obviously cute and kind of funny. Uh, this woman is like going, having hallucinations in the grocery store. Uh, she, the, the first thing to notice is that she's standing in an entire row full of toilet paper, <laughs> which is something you'll never see nowadays. No. Nope. And it's like all Scotties or, or it's all, was it? It's cash? All, I, it's, I think it's all uh, Scotties, yeah. Yeah, like the whole thing. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, there's very obviously an edited part where she turns to pick up and it says, uh, talking baby. Oh, a talking baby. And sh her mouth doesn't show towards the camera like her saying that. <laughs> so it's clearly like put in afterwards uh, in post. Uh, my favorite part is the grandma. Yes. Uh, saying like it's soft sorbent and then the weird like muscly dude i don't really understand uh anyway uh, a lot of stuff with this one uh but when the baby makes that noise that noise is like now somewhat triggering when watching <laughs> curling on tv i'm like oh yeah what, what's crazy what i don't understand though the baby doesn't say anything 
the baby sounds like a baby and makes a baby noise. And then when she's like, whoa, talking baby. No, the baby hasn't said any <laughs> words. Like when you like, it, it makes no sense at the bottom of the screen. They have to put what the baby quote unquote says. So it's not a talking baby. It's a baby that made a noise that you are interpreting as like it wouldn't have been hard to just dub it, right? To dub it and have like uh, someone do a baby voice of soft, soft, soft orbit. Yeah. yeah. Then it makes sense. Like <laughs> this, like is this woman having a fever dream? Has she been tested for coronavirus? Like, <laughs> is she just, like what is going on? It makes no sense to me. Like okay, when it starts and she looks at the packaging and she's like soft sorbent. And then, yeah, the, the older woman's there and then like big muscly guy is there. I, I assume it's like to imply that everybody can enjoy this product, mm -hmm, I guess. Mm -hmm. But the talking baby just makes so little sense to me. Yeah. Like the subtitle of it, the, the other thing, where's this, like the, the person, the, the child's parents are presumably <laughs> there shopping, but like why? Why is, is there no one attending like to this a, baby? Yeah, why is there just like an un... An unobstructed view of this child. What is going on? What is going on in this store? And yes, why is it one aisle completely of just one product? What <laughs> what store is this? Oh, uh, it's excellent. It's excellent. Yeah. So yeah. So I have that in my number ten spot as well. It just I I, I can't stand it. You know what? It's kind of growing on me now that we're talking about it. But, uh... <laughs> All right. So you had that at number ten as well. Yeah. What's your number nine? So number nine, I have another Tim Hortons commercial. This is the Time for Canada commercial. This mm. is a longer spot, and it was shown way more during the Scotties than we got it during the Briar, interestingly enough, for a Tim Hortons commercial, uh, that we got it more during the Scotties than the Briar. This is where we go through a 24-hour period in Canada, and they just show Tim Hortons storefronts from different places across the country mm -hmm. where the voiceover is saying, basically, we're always ready, you know, for the, the kids hockey team that just won for the first responders who need their coffee right away uh, for the, my favorite line is for the senior citizens who are gathering to brag about their grandchildren uh, because I think our grandparents did that, Scott. Uh, and I just, I don't know. It's another one that, you know, you just see the storefronts and they basically describe groups of people who are going to get coffee. And I sort of, at the end of it, I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I, in, the, in, in the day of, a, of Canada, in a 24 hour period in Canada, a lot of different people drink coffee. Like, th thank you. Yeah. I thought, uh, I have this one a little higher. I have it at six and I kind of like the choices that they made to just show the outside of different stores. Um, this way we're not, you know, there's no annoying employee telling us about the new donut that they've created. It's, it's basically explaining through the images and the voiceover, the ubiquity of Tim Hortons in Canada and sort of yeah. why, it, why it's, it's mission sort right. of, uh, to be there for every Canadian sort of everywhere. Uh, and, the, you know, seeing the store in Iqaluit uh, and some of the uh, the smaller outposts throughout uh, the country, some places I've been to even, that I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I drove through that town. Uh, I didn't stop and get Tim Hortons, but, you know. Uh, so I, I kind of liked it, and it does a better job of 
of expressing Tim Horton's mission without telling me that the coffee is great. Uh, it's, it's there because it, that's what Canadians do. Yeah. And I, I do think too, that, you know, I, I have this one higher than the bean commercial because you're right. It's not coffee specific. Yeah. And you know, I'm a fan of Tim Horton sandwiches for instance. Uh, although at some point that whenever I've looked for it recently, which to be fair, has only been in airports, they seem to have gotten rid of the chicken salad, which makes me sad. But in general, like if I have a Tim Horton sandwich, I'm fine. Like a, it's a good yeah. sandwich and, and I'm satisfied with it. So, you know, that that's what I like it a little more for. But the other thing, they, they don't, at least in the commercial, acknowledge time zones. Right. So that I find troubling. But eh. Uh, eh. I'm just saying. Yeah, I think I was ruined on Tim Hortons Coffee, Sean, because I worked shifts uh, overnight for five years when i lived in montreal and the only place open 24 hours was the tim hortons across the street right so on night shift you know at 2 a.m you need a little push to get you through the rest of the night and uh that would be going to tim hortons and uh their coffee to me it's like uh really speeds up my heart and uh, uh, it affects me a little more than some other coffee so right so yeah, so that would affect your uh, enjoyment of the commercial. Yeah, I like think, jet fuel. Oof. I think Scott, that's the first one that either of us have had in the top half. Uh, yeah, you're right. Of of the ones we've talked about, so that. But I have that at number nine. You have it at number six. So what's your number nine? So I'm gonna get into uh, curling Canada here, Sean. Wow, really? And I'm going to give you the curling Canada interview with Chelsea Carey. Wow. Yeah, number nine. I really I like the Kevin Cooey one more, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Uh, the one with Chelsea Carey, it's she's. It seems to me like she's acting like a little too much, okay. which is not a fair thing because she's not an actor and you know right. she's a curler. Yeah. Uh, but this one was kind of silly because all it was was somebody falling out of the duct. <laughs> yeah. Like, is it true that curling fans get closer and then somebody yeah. fell out of the duct? Like, why wasn't it somebody uh, just sort of peeking in from the side of the set <laughs> or uh, popping up from behind the desk looking for an autograph or something? Why, why not something like that? Like, I, d- I really don't understand because it implies that this person was sneaking to try yes. and get closer when the message is that you come to these events and you can get close. Right. So uh, that for that reason, I decided this one was not so great. Plus, like, the person might have been hurt. And I'm, sure, I'm sure the person wasn't hurt. Well, you know, Doug says she's okay, uh, <laughs> which is a kind of funny line. But, yeah, you know, like, the, the Kevin Cooey one, which we'll talk about, was just head and shoulders above this one that I put this one in my bottom half. Wow. Okay. I have this at number two. I like this oh. one. Uh, I really like this commercial. I like it because when uh, the person is falling, uh, she yells, Chelsea. <laughs> that, that makes me laugh. Okay. That like half second that she's falling and she just screams Chelsea. I like, I also like, I think this is the best use of Chelsea Carey in a commercial like this. You know, I, I you know, the as you say, none of the curlers are actors and it's a similar thing with the Cooey commercials that we'll talk about. They they don't really put them in position where they have to say a lot or do a lot. She just has to sit there and keep a straight face. 
And I, th I think she does a really good job of it. And the way she says yes, sort of unperturbed about what has just happened, uh, you know, that that's sort of what we, or at least what I think of Chelsea Carey, you know, that sort of very, when she's playing very steely, very in the game, very focused, it's not going to get distracted. So I think it's an effective use of Chelsea Carey. Uh, but again, for me, the whole thing in this commercial is, given rewatchability, I can watch that half second of this person falling and screaming Chelsea. Chelsea. Uh, that makes the commercial for me. Uh, and it is a short one, right? It's like a 15-second spot. Yeah. So it should get extra points for being short. I agree. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So I have that one uh, much higher than you do. So, uh, oh, boy. Yeah. We're diverging. Um, we are diverging now as we get uh, closer to the top half. Uh, so we'll get in to my number eight, as uh, we mentioned already, Scott, is the Manitoba Canada's Heart commercial. Did you say your number nine or no? It was the Time for Canada. Time for Canada, right. Okay. So seven? Well, what was your eight? Have we talked about it? That's a good question. Uh, mine was the kid making volcano sponge towels. Yes. Okay, yeah. so we talked about that. So let's get into number seven. Uh, what do you got there? Oh, boy, Sean. Uh, I'm coming for Curling Canada again. Oh, my God. Uh, this is their Lumberjack tri-curling commercial. That, oh, yes. This is the, the kind of ad that at the first one or two times you see it, it's pretty funny. Uh, then you see it every end nonstop, yeah. and it becomes super annoying. Yep. And the the when they say, and you call yourself a Canadian – I hate that line. Is the worst line reading, like having yeah. them say it in unison, I don't like. Yeah. Uh, him saying sorry is kind of funny <laughs> uh, afterwards, but yeah. uh, it's one of those ones that it's good at first, and then the more you see it, it becomes super, super annoying. Yes, and, and they play it in the arena before every game. And the, uh, the shot of him sliding with a rock at the end is so obviously green screened <laughs> that it's it's hard to not notice it. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's it's the in unison line of the two of them saying, and you call yourself a Canadian? It's, yeah, nails on a chalkboard. And their uh, the, faces the are see. just in such a, like, oh, my God, I can't believe this this guy's never curled before. Like, yeah. ugh. And, but I don't understand. I also don't understand. What is the premise of this commercial? Because so they're hiking or walking through the, the woods, mm -hmm. and they come across this lumberjack, and they're like, and they're wow, like, that's oh, really Canadian. That's so Canadian. So are these two people Canadian? Yeah, that's they're a... like making fun of him as he eats poutine <laughs> and drinks maple syrup. So it's like they're, they're almost putting down these stereotypes. And then they're like, oh, oh, and, and if he was a curler. And he's holding a curling rock and a broom as he says, you know, I've never been curling before. Then why do you have a <laughs> curling rock and a broom, my man? Well, you know, we could get into the logistics of the magical lumberjack in the in the woods, but uh, I, I don't think we need to. Uh, but yeah, I, that I find pretty annoying. It's yes, like I say, it's good at first. It's annoying now. Uh, we'll see if it. I think maybe like at the beginning of curling season, the first time you see it, you're like, oh yeah, that ad, and then you don't need to see it anymore ever again. No. Uh, yeah, and and I think the fact that that Curling Canada has decided to lean on this one in the arena makes it that much worse. Yeah, that's true. We should mention I didn't see any of the ads during the Briar. I think I missed yeah. two or three uh, draws where I watched 
on TV, but uh, yeah, almost none. So uh, I'm I'm going back a bit more to the to the Scotties and right. you know uh, Canada Cup and and stuff like that. So yeah, like yeah, we saw Bean selection like a lot during the during the uh, yeah during the Briar. Uh, so actually, I I forgot to rank that one. So that means I have one on my list that you don't have on your list somewhere. I think that one is the Pioneer Hybrid one. Okay. Which uh, I know is coming up on your list somewhere. Yes, uh, definitely is on my list uh, <laughs> somewhere. So you had that at number seven. I have the New Holland commercial with the Hunter brothers at number seven. Okay. This is where the, the, the Hunter family, you know, they're a band, the Hunter brothers. Uh, they also own a family farm. And they're talking about, you know, growing up and, you know, the responsibility they have of being on the land while one of their songs is playing underneath. And you get the big wide swoops of them, like, jumping in their tractor and then driving the tractor through the field. This one, I think it's slightly above average just because there is the rewatchability. I think it's a pretty good song. It's a catchy song. I'm not familiar with the, the Hunter Brothers and their oeuvre, but uh, I do enjoy this song and sort of the snippet we get of it mm -hmm. but i also am sort of nonplussed about the whole you know family side of it like, yeah it, which, uh, is, which is strange because like you know family farming is such a big part of this country's history but at the same time you have this you know international company who is involved in in you know mass agriculture is leaning on Family, family farming, farming to sell you their products there's that disconnect in my mind that i find just a little strange yeah okay sean i'm i'm not a historian i don't think about uh how family farming <laughs> built canada and the western identity and all that stuff that you know uh way more about than most people but uh i have this song at number two okay i call uh, it a song because it's more a song than an ad I agree, and I'm not going to argue with you on that because, yeah, the song is the song is good, and, yeah, you know, and relative to everything else. And you know, we're we want Twine Time to be retweeting this podcast, and uh, he has shown a lot of love for this ad on mm -hmm. uh, social media. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I like the song. I find that there's a scene where they jump with their guitars, and yeah. it, it looks like it's just like half a beat off the song, like the timing isn't quite right uh, uh and i do think that's kind of silly to be jumping with your guitar when there's nobody around sure. but uh i i really like the song the scenes of like the families all together and it, it's it's pretty good yeah i i don't just dis i don't disagree with you uh on, on anything that you said there is also uh what we'll tweet out to is the extended version there's like a three and a half minute version of this uh ad oh that you can find uh, as well that has a little more of the song in it and you get a little more of the the family history so uh so i had that one there at number uh seven seven and and i had it too and i think i had heard this song before but okay. i'm not sure where i would have heard it i don't right. really listen to the radio right uh so what do you have at number seven uh number seven was my uh, lumberjack right of course yeah lumberjack number six then scott let's get into number six this is uh this is the hybrid for me uh club root and sclerotinia <laughs> uh you know where you got the the canola it's canola beans right that they're trying to sell you yeah um, and you know, well, i, I new... think canola and soy canola and soy so they're trying to sell canola canola and soybeans and they're talking about how they've come up with this new way to prevent 
Sclerotinia and Club Brut. Now, I don't want to make fun of this too much because obviously those are legitimate problems for people who farm these products. And uh, that if, if you know if you lose a whole crop in a season, that could be devastating for a, a family farm. So you know we don't want to make fun of it, but I just find it entertaining when they talk about it as if everybody who's watching the commercial knows exactly what it is. Like yeah. They're, there's, they're, they're not trying, they're obviously not trying to get me to be overly concerned about it. You know, urban person in Eastern Canada, like they don't care about me at all. They're speaking directly to their target audience. And that's one of the reasons I like it too, is they're not trying to appeal to everybody. They know who they need to sell to and they're going for it. So Sean, do you know what sclerotinia is? No idea. So, uh, sclerotinia is when the, uh, boy, I thought I was, I thought I was going to read it here. Uh, but it's a disease called by, caused by white mold or okay. it can cause white mold. So it's like a fungus, fungusy, uh, disease. Yeah. Cl club root is of course when the roots, uh, I do something <laughs> <laughs> look like a club. I think it's when they, it's a soil borne disease. Okay. So it comes from the soil instead of something on the plant. Yeah. Uh, there's actually a, well, uh, here we go. It's caused by plasmodifora brassicae, which was once considered a slime mold, but is now put in the group of photomexia or yeah. Myxia. Uh, who knows? So there you go. It basically causes the root to die, right? Or yeah. it affects the it root. It looks, yeah, and then, yeah, it looks gross, some of these pictures yeah. of the roots. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, one thing this ad has done, Sean, this is one I, I didn't rank. This is the one that uh, I don't have on my list. And uh, it's taught us a little something. Yeah. So, you know, when we go and talk to our brethren in Saskatchewan, I could say, hey, did you have any problems with club root this year? Yeah. And sound like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And, you know, we're rooting against club root. We want club root to go away. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, there is, you know, we're into the top half now. I mean, this is a commercial that I don't mind. Yeah. No, you know, for it's, sure. It's, it's certainly not for me, but I don't mind it. So, yeah, I'm good with it. And I like it at that number six spot. So now, Scott, we are into the top five. Top five, baby. And uh, there's a couple that... We've already mentioned in, in our top five, but uh, let's see where we land at number five. What do you got? So, Sean, I came for Curling Canada earlier. I'm going to redeem them with uh, some praise here. And uh, the wheelchair curling uh, come to be a champion ad, uh, which is showing the two wheelchair curlers uh, who are participating in the, the, the teams for this year, I think, right? Or maybe looking forward to 2022, for the Olympics, they've got them, uh, you know, wheeling through the neighborhood, sort of showing their athleticism uh, in maneuvering their their chairs, and then they get into the rink and they're throwing some stones and stuff. And it's it's got some really cool music behind it. Yep. Uh, it's it's giving a chance for these athletes to be shown, which is great. great. Yep. <laughs> uh, the the one place where I'll ding the commercial a bit is in the shots of the curling stones as they enter the house, it looks like they're coming from somebody who's shooting like on the side board. The angle, the, the angle, angle is weird. Yeah. It's like, holy crap, this, they must've thrown it. This is coming from like the other sheet. Right. Right. 
so I'll knock it a bit for that. But otherwise, I think it's really great and a good exposure for our uh, wheelchair athletes. Yeah, I agree. I have this in the number five spot as well. And and I agree. Like, I, you know, when we did say the, the Men with Brooms episode last summer, I'm willing to forgive Men with Brooms for some of the continuity curling mistakes. I'm way less forgiving of Curling Canada making curling continuity mistakes mm-hmm. in, in their ads. So, yeah, that's why I would have this at number five as well because of that. I also don't really understand why when they're in the rink they're practicing in the dark like turn turn the lights on uh you know you you gotta see where you're uh sending the rock down so i, I find that a little strange but i i do like i really like the tagline of i don't know if it's a tagline but it's used in the in the ad that they're already athletes now come see them be champions or become champions right uh, i really like that and i really like some of the there, there's one moment where it's a wide shot so you see uh it's the woman and she's going up a ramp and you see her going up the ramp and then they do a wide shot and it's her going up it's like sort of these switchbacks of a ramp through stairs mm-hmm. and you sort of see how much farther she has to go to get up you know if, if like you or i would just walk up these stairs in a straight line and she has so much more to do uh, in terms of distance, and I kind of like the the imagery of that, uh, showing again, as you said, the athleticism and the strength that that, that these athletes already have. Uh, so I, I think that really uh, is really well done. Yeah, yeah, right on. Uh, what do you got at number four, Sean? I have the Scotty's commercial with the woman in the parking lot packing her car full of Kruger <laughs> products. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> this this commercial, Scott, I think it's close, but I think it has the most rewatchability out of any of the commercials. And the reason is I cannot get enough of the way that she has organized her products in her trunk. It, it's crazy. So the premise of the commercial is she's at the trunk, she's unloaded her shopping cart, and she's shooting the shopping cart into the carousel thing that they have in in parking lots of supermarkets and she's treating it like a curling shot and she cheers that is the least interesting thing in the commercial what is amazing (laughs) is what is going on she has perfectly organized these products as like an end cap that you would have in the store and one why is she doing that as soon as she drives away it's going to topple it makes no sense and two when you look at it She's purchased like toilet paper, like the Scotty's branded toilet paper, but also the cashmere branded toilet paper. Like who does that is like, okay, I'm going to take 12 of this and then 12 of this because only one of them is going to be on sale. Yeah. And you're either buying because it's on sale or you're super brand loyal to one. Like you really like the cashmere. So you're just buying the cashmere. Like I've never seen somebody at the checkout with two different branded toilet paper things. I've seen people with two toilet paper things, but they just get two of the same one. It's mind blowing to me that she has this in her trunk. And I just, I want to know why. And, Uh, and I believe, I believe there's a Purex toilet paper in there too. Yes, you're right. And I I posited at certain points uh, during the season, I think I said to you, maybe, one is for the guest bathroom and one is for <laughs> the family bathroom. Right. Right. Now, 
but but when we talk about that which one goes where and what is Kruger trying to say about each of their products is one like no this isn't for you this is for your guests maybe she's got uh someone living in the house who is super brand loyal to one i don't know uh i'm a buy whatever one's on sale kind of guy yeah me too but i will admit that i try to buy uh scotty's brand or cashmere brand or or one of these brands out of support for women's curling yeah uh but yeah, it's insane that you would buy three. Yeah, uh, she's also got the sponge towels there, and I believe the Scotty's tissues stacked yep, up as well. Tissues as well, yeah. And it looks like she bought nothing else at the store. But there well, is there is a the other thing that's amazing to me, and and maybe it's a provincial thing, I don't, I don't know, but there is also a paper bag that has clearly stuff in it. You can't see what's in the bag, but there is a paper bag in there as well. And I mean, I've gone grocery shopping in like eight provinces and I've never been offered a paper bag. So I don't know where this is coming from. Like, did she bring her own? It would make more sense if it was like a recyclable cloth bag mm-hmm. a reusable cloth bag. Because like, is there anywhere in the country that still does paper, offers you a paper bag? Because the paper bag isn't crumpled. So she didn't bring her own paper bag to the store. Yeah, maybe IGA, but uh, I'll admit having not been there uh, in a long, long time. So yeah. Like yeah. there's just there's so much to look at in the trunk of that car. I mean, the the whole thing of her like shooting the cart. I mean, that's mildly amusing, and like she cheers, and the other woman gives her like a dirty look for some reason. Like I don't know why that woman cares so much, but that is that's fine. Like yeah, the the story of this ad is what's in the trunk. Yeah, one hundred percent, and that's why it's so rewatchable because like. I've frozen this or paused on this commercial to do a full analysis of what's going on back there. Wow. Just been amazed by it. Amazing. Amazing. So very, very rewatchable. So that's number four. Uh, So we have three spots left. We both have revealed our number two already, which means, Scott, that there's, I think, two commercials left. And we'll see if we we match up again here on the number three spot. So what do you got? I think we have to, Sean. This is the uh, Kevin Cooey spot with Curling Canada. Correct, yes. Correct. That is is the correct answer uh, for what the number one is going to be. Yeah, so I I agree. It's the Kevin Cooey one where he is there with Doug and talking about, again, curling fans getting close. And and what is too close? Right. to that to, yeah. to a curler going through the steps of uh is this too close yeah is this too close and uh I, I think the end spot is him getting a massage yes uh you know weird kind of massage but fair enough this is this is a uh, family tv we're not going to show him with his shirt off or anything no uh nobody needs to see that but this like you mentioned how well they use chelsea carey uh, in this one, this is the perfect way to use Kevin Cooey. Yeah, I agree. Kevin Cooey is not going to get too high or too low for anything. And him saying, this is okay. Yeah. Is is really, really good. Yeah. And I do, I, I even like the sort of the button on it at the end where Doug says, I want, I want to, what does he say? I want next. They're like, I want to turn. Yeah. Can I have a turn? I yeah. That's it. I kind of like that too, and I like I like too when it's sort of close up to Doug and then flash to Cooey and the two guys when they're doing different things. Um, I, I like that sort of reveal of it. 
mm-hmm. too. It's like do like the cuts of it is nice. Like for me, the why this one is so much better than the Chelsea Carey one is the rule of three in comedy. Yes. So, you know, instead of having just one joke, you've got three different jokes. Yeah. Uh, like I say, it uses Kevin Cooey perfectly. Three jokes, uh, get out. It's quick. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a lot of good things to say about this one. Yeah, it's a good one. It's it's very. I, I think there's rewatchability to it. It, it doesn't really ever get old. Uh, I love how deadpan the commercial is as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just a lot of good stuff in there. And even so, you say like that, as you say, the, there's the rule of three with it. The three jokes that they go to in the commercial are, are pretty good. Like there's nothing in them that like out of the three of them, they're, they're pretty equal in terms of level of entertainment, I think. Yeah. Remind me what they all were again before the. So we talk about uh, the it ends, of course, with the massage and the guy's giving him the massage as he's laying on the desk. Uh, the first one is uh, they sort of pop up right beside him. Um, right. They're, they're sort of underneath the the desk. Right. The two heads sort of pop up like gophers. Right. Uh, the second one is them sort of smelling him. They're Do standing they... next to him and they're like taking in his aroma do they have the uh the big cooey painted on their yeah so that's the third one is they come back after like smelling them and they lift their shirts and one of them is k one of them is e and cooey is holding a little o O? placard and then the final one so it's actually a rule of four here the fourth one is the massage yeah yeah it's good yeah so it's a yeah it's a very entertaining commercial so yeah i think curling can because you know as, as i said chelsea carry the chelsea carry commercial is my number two and i have the wheelchair curling canada one at number five i think the curling canada commercials are pretty good yeah this year's have been uh much better than before i thought last year's doug commercials with vic were good too they were good but they got uh old fast i thought they did they did but uh so yeah so i've enjoyed that character and we'll see what they do next with them so as i said i'd carry it Number two, you had the Hunter Brothers at number two, Scott, and that only leaves one. And it was there ever any doubt? That, never any doubt, Sean. Uh, this is the first thing I did was put a circle and a star. <laughs> this is my favorite. It's uh, Acorn Stairlifts. Yeah. It, it, I've I've basically memorized this commercial. <laughs> uh, I, at work one day in the lunchroom, the curling was on. Or this is this adds even on on like CBC News World or News Network, yeah, uh, showing my age there and and uh, I can recite this and you know people have come into the kitchen while I've been reciting this ad and looking at me weird like what are you what are you talking about but uh, I'm the king of my own castle, uh, will never get old. Nope. Uh, the the old people being really happy to save money always yeah. makes me happy like oh that's much less expensive than very oh, it's very affordable like yeah. all those those lines make me laugh i i do believe they've updated this ad since it originally came out uh they have well not all of it though not all of it but some Parts portions yeah. yeah uh presumably because the the people died but <laughs> but i don't know so, uh, yeah, I love this ad. Always want to see it. Uh, I believe in one of our first episodes, I 
joked that we had Acorn Stairlifts as a sponsor. Yes, you did. Uh, <laughs> unbeknownst to you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we've got a, a good spot in our hearts for this ad. What do you think? 100%. There is nothing wrong with this commercial from a, an entertainment perspective. I, I just want to be clear, too. We're not making fun of the product or people who need a stairlift in their in their homes. Um like we're we're not making fun of that at all. What we're what we're enjoying in the commercial is, I, for me at least, kind of how campy and how strangely put together it is. Like <laughs> yeah. that's that's what we're making fun of. It's sort of the style through which they're they're doing this advertisement. My favorite thing is when they're talking about how it'll work in a in a power outage. Yeah. And the the woman is sitting on it, and the lights go out, and she seems completely unaffected. Like. <laughs> It's great that the stairlift works in a power outage, right? That's obviously a huge safety concern that if the power's out and you need to evacuate the building somehow, you have to be able to get out. So that's obviously a concern. That's a great feature to have in the product. Mm-hmm. But this woman's <laughs> power just went out and she doesn't flinch. She she couldn't care less. She just clearly just wants to go upstairs. Maybe she's thinking, oh, I was about to take a nap anyway. <laughs> this is very convenient for me. But the yeah. fact that she doesn't flinch at all. The other thing I like is when it talks about how the the stairlift will stop. Yeah, if, if there's no obstructed anyway. And it's sort of, it's, you sh- it's, it's being shown, it like goes into like a dog toy or something that's left, or an action figure or something that's been left on the stairs. And, okay. I don't want to overly stereotype, but if you're a senior citizen and you're on your stairlift and you run into something and your stairlift stops, I think you're going to be great. Like I, nothing is broken in terms of like the product, like the stairlift itself or the thing that's on the stairs. But I don't think the immediate response is going to be, Oh, okay, that's fine. Like someone's yelling of like, get this effing thing off the stairs. (laughs) And uh, a, a lot Maybe this is just speaking to our grandparents, Sean, but uh, they would have been livid if there was anything strewn about the house, you know. Yes. Uh, very tidy people. Uh, Hell, if you if there was a drop of water on the kitchen floor, like it was immediately getting wiped out. Oh yeah, you gotta wipe that up. You gotta pick that up. Come on, leave a spot. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So like, I could see grandkids' toys being sort of strewn about and uh that sort of stuff but yeah. uh yeah, yeah and i so want to yeah go go ahead i have I, one I, more I, thing too. i want to be yeah. clear that i i am kind of making fun of the people uh why, why? I, come on i i just think it's like when you say something like i'm the king of my own castle again uh I, that's not that like that's the campiness that i'm talking about okay i find that line right. quite funny right okay so okay let me be very specific we're not making fun of the fact that they need a stair lift in their home. Oh, no, 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 no. The, That's not what we're making fun of. The, the way that they read the lines and like some of that yeah, is pretty fun. Yeah, I'm fine with like sort of making fun of that part. Yeah, but we're not making fun of the fact that they need or want this product in their home. That's not what we're making fun of. Uh, we're not making fun of any mobility issues at all. No, you're right. No. The other thing that I, that I always sort of think about is, you know, when they talk about how it folds up <laughs> right into the wall. 
<laughs> do you think of the office <laughs> yeah <laughs> and dinner party yeah. where he's talking about his flat screen tv and how it goes like half an inch into the wall like how much space is flipping up the seat really saving you like like when they're like it folds right into the wall <laughs> it, uh, it makes me laugh so much <laughs> yeah it's a good one it's a good yeah. one uh i i'm happy every year when it comes back yep uh love it I love seeing it every time it's on. It's very good. Great, uh, great ad. So, uh, so yeah, so that is by far the Acorn Stairlift, number one with a bullet. And, you know, if we were doing tiers or sort of like a, a more detailed ranking or whatever, it's the Acorn Stairlift and then everybody else. Yeah, everybody else is playing for second place. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's not even close. So, uh, so let's go through our list real quick, our respective list uh, real quick. So for me, I had the Acorn Chairlift number one. Chelsea Carey Curling Canada commercial number two, the Kevin Cooey Curling Canada commercial number four. I had the Scotty's the Kruger woman packing her car at the supermarket number four, the wheelchair Curling Canada commercial number five, the Pioneer New Holland Club Route uh, commercial number six. I had the New Holland Hunter Brothers commercial seven, Manitoba Canada's Heart number eight, the Time for Canada. Tim's commercial at number nine. Number 10 is the Soft Sorbent Baby Talking commercial. Number 11, Ag Direct Hail Insurance. Number 12, Tim Horton's Bean Selection. 13, New Holland Pioneer Passion for Farming commercial. Number 14, the Sponge Towels Cleaning Up the Volcano. And number 15, all things to do with Tim, or not Tim Horton's, with home hardware. In particular, the Shark Shovel. Yeah, Sean, that took you a long time to read that list, so I'm not going to read mine because uh, okay. they're not too too different. But uh... right, they're they're very similar. So uh, that is our list of curling commercials. Uh, real quick, Scott, let's go through some of the news that came out today uh, regarding the World Championships. Uh, the World Curling Federation announced uh, a new proposal. Uh, we don't know for sure if this is going to go forward or not, which is why we're not going to vote too, too much time on it this week. But the new proposal would be uh, for the 2021 World Curling Championships that uh, so a new proposal was put forth to the stakeholders with regards to qualifying criteria for the Olympics and the 2021 championship event structures. And what we would get in this proposal is that for the Women's World Championship, two Pacific qualifiers, seven from Europe, two from the Americas, and one from the World Quarreling, the, the qualifying okay. event, plus the Swiss as the host next year. The men's is the exact same, except eight Europeans, one from the Americas, with Canada being the host. Right. So you'd still get overall eight European, two from the Americas. Uh, for the mixed doubles curling championship, 24-team field, 20 nations that qualified for this year, plus four qualifiers from next year's qualifying event, with eight being relegated afterwards. Um, and the event would go to 20 teams in 2022. Yes. Yes. Uh, so what this does basically is guarantees everybody who qualified in this year yep. the ability to play in next year's. Yes. Basically, right? 
That's yeah, that's basically what it would be. Uh, in terms of the Olympic Games, the World Curling Federation is proposing to the International Olympic Committee that the four-player field would consist of the top six member associations from both 2021 Worlds plus China, or the top seven if China is in the top seven. Uh, and then you would have another three or four teams qualifying out of the out of a qualifying event to fill out the field for the mixed doubles you would have the top seven member associations from 2021 worlds plus china or top eight of china's there and then two berths available from an additional qualifying event the current world rankings in women's men's and mixed doubles will remain the same as they were so they will not change over the 2020 season it will be the same as they were at the end of 2019 of the 20 18 2019 season so the 2019 20 season has no effect on rankings right right so basically this is just trying to not penalize uh the fact that these things were canceled this year and what this also uh, implies heavily implies right is that they're not going to try to play these world events yeah i think that's the big thing that comes out of this for me is that uh, you know we speculated they might try to play this sometime in the fall these events uh, this proposal would certainly be an indicator that they're not going to. The other thing to keep or to pay attention to at least is the world championship now If for the Olympic Games. If you're taking the top six member associations from the world championships or seven if China is, is in the top seven, that means that in a world where Canada misses the playoffs at a world championship, which of course we saw with Chelsea Carey in 2019, they would Canada would have to send a representative to an additional qualifying event to get into the Olympic Games. So it puts a lot more pressure on next year's world championships. And you could say that's bad, that's good, I don't know, but it certainly makes it more interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little more pressure on on next year's teams, but uh, it it would be a really crazy world, Sean, where Canada it would not participate in curling at the Olympics. Yeah, it sure would. Uh, the other thing to come out of this too is is one of these proposals is that in the past for the Americas spots, it's always been two spots from the Americas, and. Brazil has challenged before, and the way they've done it is that the lowest-ranked team in the Americas has had to play off. So it's always been the Americans, except for in 2018 when the World Championship was in Las Vegas, so America got the auto bid. Mm -hmm. So Canada had to play, and they sent Glenn Howard to play the Brazilian team at the Continental Cup. They put it in an extra sheet. Curling Canada was visibly annoyed that they had to do this. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm wondering if that part of this might upset Curling Canada, that they would have to play a qualification event every year now uh, under this proposal uh, with the America. Everyone would compete in, the, compete in an America's Championship sort, sort of thing to get those two spots. I don't know how Curling Canada is going to respond to that based on how annoyed, clearly annoyed the Curling Canada folks were in London in 2018. But I, I tweeted this out. The Europeans are fun. Like it's a fun event. It's fun to watch. And at the very least, even if, you know, Brazil and there's talk, Mexico might send a team that, you know, those teams aren't going to win certainly in the short term. 
but we would get an America Canada game that is meaningful going on that would be fun to watch. Yeah, I think that after next year, the top team would still be be a kind of auto bid in. That, that's sort of what I'm interpreting from this. Okay. Um, that it wouldn't be everyone from the Americas come along. Uh, but, but I could be wrong. And part of Canada hosting either the men's or women's every year involves getting an auto bid. So, right. uh, I, I don't think it's, uh, too much to worry about past, uh, next year. Right. But, uh, it, it's one of these things that like, uh, you got to pick somebody to send. Who do you pick? Uh, just send whoever won like that it, it's easy to me right because these these would take place in the fall you just send right. whoever won the briar or the scotties whichever one it it is that year whichever whichever world championship canada is not hosting right okay to me that that would be the easy answer uh so the the tweet from the curling news does say that two from america's challenge featuring both canada and the u.s yeah, for next year, for World Women's Curling yes. Championship 2021. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll see what happens with that. We'll see if anybody objects. Um, you know, we can we'll talk about it in more detail over the coming weeks as things get flushed out. But just sort of an interesting proposal that uh, came out today as we record this on Wednesday. Yeah, and uh, there was one other piece of news, right? Yes, uh, Catlin Schneider was informed this week that he would no longer be part of Team Dunstone there in Saskatchewan, the Saskatchewan champions, bronze medalist at the Scotty, or at the Scotty's at the Briar. They made the decision, uh, according to the release, the very difficult decision to part ways with Catlin, and it was obviously not a mutual decision. Uh, Catlin was quoted as a, a reporter from CTV in Regina got an interview with him where he talked about how he was a little shocked and blindsided by it. Uh, you know, doesn't hold any resentment towards the team and looking forward to finding a new home, a curling home for him. And uh, I was a little surprised to see this, but then I remembered that Colton flash is a free agent and that seems like the logical fit here. Yeah. I, I, I would not be at all surprised. It, is it, as likely as the uh, Sarah Wilkes to to Team Holman. What do you mean in terms of like when when we found out? Okay, Team Holman is uh, letting Lisa go, and I, the same I, day Sarah Wilkes was like, "Oh yeah, I'm out." Like, I don't think it's quite as obvious. I think the, a better parallel is when. Ferguson, Dana Ferguson and uh, uh, Rochelle okay. Brown announced that they were leaving, and the same day Kelsey Rock uh, got rid of her front end. Right, right. I think, okay. and that was the logical thing because with with Holman there was a couple ways they could have gone there, uh, and it was it was clear that it was going to be Sarah Wilkes, but there was a slight there was like a, a two percent chance that they could have gone a different way. Uh, this one there's like a half a percent chance they might go okay. a different way. Okay, uh, but yeah, so very pretty seems pretty obvious there, and of course Colton Flash uh, is from Saskatchewan. He did move to Alberta as part of the Cooey team, and you know 
he could stay in Alberta if he wants because he has the birthright there in Saskatchewan. So no concerns in terms of residency there for uh, Matt Dunstone, assuming that that is the decision that's made. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll have to see how it all plays out. Scott. Yeah, yeah. Just wait and see how it plays out. Yeah. yeah so uh, so that'll do it for this week. A, a long episode today, but that was a lot of fun, Scott. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was one of my uh, ideas that I had. And uh, you're right. It was fun. Yeah, that was a really good, uh, really good idea there. So uh, thanks for following along. As Scott said at the start, let us know if we missed any commercials. Yeah, and what were your what were your favorites? Yeah, uh, which ones do you like? Uh, tweet at us, and again, if it's one we didn't talk about, if you can find a link on YouTube uh, to send it to us, and uh, we'll tweet all the links out for the commercials that we can find. So in case you're you know missing any of them you can go back and watch them and uh, of course you can find us on twitter at game of stones pod same handle on instagram scott's there at scott likes tv and i am at dr shawnee fever and uh, this week scott on twitter i've been doing a virtual vimy pilgrimage award tour because uh, mm-hmm. this week would have been the vimy pilgrimage award it's a, an organization i work with we we select kids from across the country and do first world war battlefield tours uh sort of it's all expense paid for the kids uh we we pick them based off of community service and and people who are involved in their communities and who give back Uh, and we we bring them all together from across the country convene in montreal and go we obviously could not do that so i'm doing a a virtual one posting some of my favorite photos of the sites from past uh, trips so i've been doing that this week so you can find that as well if that is of interest cool and i've been getting a lot of reminders on on facebook and stuff of of opening days that we've been to sean uh, baseball yeah. parks and stuff so uh maybe i'll later gram some of that over on my account scott likes tv if you've ever wondered what we look like uh, our faces may show up in one or two of those photos potentially we'll see We'll see. We'll see how that goes. So, uh, and please do. You can get in touch with the show at Game of Stones Podcast at gmail.com and do uh, subscribe if you have not yet. And uh, you enjoy this sort of content to give us the likes, the ratings, comments allows other people to find the show. Really helps us out in spreading the word and keeping the show going. Yeah, and it's free, so why not? Yeah, free show. <laughs> Can't hurt. Right. Exactly. So, uh, so Scott, thanks a lot, buddy. We'll uh, talk to you in about an hour here in real time. Yeah, we'll see you then. I've got uh, apparently a package available for pickup, so I should go get it. There you go. Uh, big day in uh, in Scott's world. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll, we'll be back with you next Wednesday for another new episode. But until then, wash your hands, keep your brooms on the ice, and don't dump that into Make the final...